Welcome to another episode of the Creative on Purpose broadcast, conversations about finding fulfillment through more meaningful work. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of Creative on Purpose, available on Amazon, or visit BeCreativeOnPurpose.com to get started with free chapters. Let's meet today's guest. Artists, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself and share a project you're currently working on or excited about. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Um, and also, I just before we go any farther, I have to tell you, I love that chair. If you ever <laughs> decide to let go of that chair, I need it. Um, that, just just so you know, that chair came from Goodwill. I love it. I think it's I think it was ten dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get distracted easily. No um, hi, my name is Kelly Artis. I am the communications director for a company called Millie. Um, we are a veteran-owned startup that helps to try and alleviate the stress of frequent relocations for military families. Um, so a lot of people may or may not know, but military families pack up and move to all corners of the world every couple of years. And the common misconception is that we are completely provided for by the military. Um, so Uncle Sam will send us a truck and some boxes and a mover maybe, uh, but that's about it. So there are a ton of pain points along the way, you know, deciding where you're gonna live, if it's on the installation or not, because a lot of people don't live on the installations anymore. So we just try to provide resources uh, that we have curated from military spouses who have been there, done that and are wealth you know, just fountains of information. So we compile those sort of resources for free online for families. And then we provide service providers or we match people with service providers uh, like military spouse task rabbit type services uh, called scouts. And then we have a network of realtors who are veterans and military spouses to help stand in for home sales and purchases. So that's, that's my main project. I have several others I'm sure we can get into, but I am a military spouse of almost 12 years. I've been married to my soldier uh, for that long. And we've been together for almost a decade before that. And um, we have two kids and we live in North Carolina. Oh, fantastic. I forget where in North Carolina do you live? It's a town called Fayetteville. Okay. If you've ever traversed 95, you've passed it. Um, it's kind of South of Raleigh, but it's home of Fort Bragg which is one of the largest installations. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, in a former life, I was a touring musician and I've been to Fayetteville, Wilmington, that area many, many times. Um, So you are doing really important and great work. And there's already some, some things that I'd like to unpack a little bit and some threats to pull on. The first is, number one, thank you for the work that you do in service to our military families. And, um, and I love that you've identified this problem, which is dislocation, which is a, a humongous pain point for anybody, but for our military families, it happens so frequently. Um, and they get so far flung that if I contemplate that myself, I just think that's an insurmountable problem to solve. And you have with your organiz- the, the organization that you work for, done such a beautiful job of solving this problem in a way that at the same time um, builds community and place to the strengths of our military families, which is you know the, that cohesion, that can-do attitude, and uh, that 
that desire to be of service to others and to collaborate and and to help. How did how did how did Millie come about? Um, it was actually so it's two different companies. Um, so the service providers that I, I talked about, the Agent Hero Network is a network of realtors, and that was uh, started by our founders Ken Robbins and Jason Dempsey. They were at the time married to uh, military spouses who were realtors, and they realized, you know, that even just as their other halves, you know, every time they packed up and moved, they had thriving real estate businesses in one location, and then they have to basically start all over the next place they go. And then from a customer point of view, as a military customer looking to buy a home in an area that you don't know, um, you're kind of just like surfing Zillow and you match a face to a house you like, and then you're trusting that person with one of the biggest investments you'll make. Um, so I don't know, we just wanted to kind of play on the fact we wanted to help and empower the military spouse real estate agents who are having to restart their book every time they move. Um, along with all the licensure hurdles and everything else, they also have no clients. <laughs> so we wanted to be able to be a source for that. And then we also, as the customer wanted to say, like, we have people you can trust because they've actually moved. They've actually done this. They've, they have served in one way or another, not just, you know, military friendly, which I know there are plenty of wonderful people serving the military community in different ways, but sometimes that trust goes a long way within our sphere. Um, and then the other side of that was military property project, which started the scout program. And those are two military founded that. And they were constantly, you know, watching Facebook. Every time a family gets orders, they're called orders when you get your paper that says where you're going to go, um, what your life looks like <laughs> next in the next six months. Um, you had most of our spouses kind of take over all of the decisions. Let's be real. Like we, we handle uh, where to live, where we're going to go take our kids to ballet, where we're going to try to work, you know, all of these things where the service member is usually very like mission oriented and kind of already working in there. So we, we handle a lot of the research and decisions. So they saw these conversations happening on Facebook. Hey, can you go check out this house for me? I can't, you know, and it's, I, we just want to rent. So a realtor is not really going to help us or they're not super eager to help us. Um, so can you go check this out? And we were seeing all of these like volunteerism spirit, which is amazing. And it's part of the core of who we are. Uh, but we also saw an opportunity to empower military spouses to create their own sort of income flow from that. So the scouts now do, they stand in and say, yep, I'll do that. I will go check that house out and I will FaceTime tour with you, but I'll also give you an objective view. I have no foot in the game. Like I'm not making money. If you rent or don't rent this house, they're getting paid per task. Um, and it's a trusted provider because they're military spouses. We vet them and there's background checks and all that, but for the most part, they're one of us. And right. so, you know, and then if you don't have a network to lean on or people to volunteer at that installation, you can now hire someone objectively to go and do that for you and just be there when you can't be. It's, it's so, uh, yeah. So, okay. So how, so we, we, we collided the two companies Sorry, <laughs> Agent Hero acquired Military Property Project, and then we rebranded and became one entity, which is Millie. And then the third component that we have is our content. So we um, spent about 12 months developing um, and writing these really thorough installation guides, just kind of to give you a, a landing page or a landing spot to go when you first get that paper that says you're headed to Fort Bliss, Texas, and you're from South Carolina, and you're like, oh, I have no idea what that even looks like or means. We asked all of our friends and military spouses in our huge network, um, tell us everything. And we kind of digested it and regurgitated it in a current and 
funny and um, relevant way to kind of just take a breath, like come to the site. Listen, I know you heard that Fayetteville is horrible. I'm going to tell you it's not that bad. Here's why. Right. So, and it all plays back to, like you just said, this dislocation is a real thing. Um, It is a huge point of stress. I think moving is one of the top three stressors in military family life. And one of the main reasons people disconnect from service and they transition out. So it is actually a retention issue. So um, though we're not, we have nothing to do with the DOD or anything like that. We're a private company. We definitely understand being able to keep our people happy is important. Um, And especially our military spouses and families, keep them happy and ease their transition into a new environment. Um, It's just going to be best for everyone. So yeah, so I just want to highlight, as I, I love to do, I, we had our mutual friend Elizabeth Borgman on the broadcast a few weeks ago, okay. mm-hmm. um, and uh, well, I guess she's also really a neighbor almost, and um, uh, you know, this I, many of us are, are go make an effort to um, express our gratitude to our servicemen and uh, women because number one, they're easy to identify. Often they have a uniform on or they're wearing their retiree cap or whatnot. Um, And, you know, those of us, I was born in a military hospital, but I was never, uh, never in the military, but I have a deep respect and um, gratitude for the, for that work. And a lot of my family um, serves or has served. Um, But one of the things that I learned in working with Elizabeth's organization um, is how I had never really even considered the person standing next to the person who I was thanking uh, and the sacrifice and the support and the, uh, you know, what that person provides. Um, So I, I love that you identified that the the military spouses are the ones that often are taking the lead uh, in the home search and on the home Mm -hmm. front. Um, And so, uh, so don't be like Scott, the next time you're going to be that goofball that goes up and says something like, thank you for your service. Make sure that you thank the person to their left or right as well. Um, I love, so, so many great things um, were mentioned. The idea of that in in a way the, the company starts by scratching its own itch, the, you know, the people that started the company had the very problem that they are solving now for others. I always love um, that, that that thread um, that so many entrepreneurs, you know, uh, share that same story that their Mm -hmm. business begins by solving their own problem first, and then realizing that they can scale it by solving the problem for others. I love the, the way that you're empowering people Um, and, and what a gift to, to, for somebody up, you know, across the country to be of service to somebody in, in need. And I think too often uh, in, in this country, we think that we have to be like rugged individuals and we have to solve our own problems and we, you know, just keep a stiff upper lip and, and, uh, and, and just soldier on um, <laughs> when instead it's, it is a profound gift to present to somebody else say, Hey, I'm in a jam. I need some help. Could you take an hour to go walk through this house with your camera, you know, with your phone on um, so that I can Mm -hmm. see what kind of, you know, what kind of mess I'm about to get into. So I love all that. The other thing that um, I really love about your, this uh, company that you're working for, I'm in the middle of 
taking for the second time Seth Godin's marketing seminar, and I'm getting ready to start coaching in the fifth session of that program. And we spend a lot of our time in that program talking about people like us do things like this. And I just see that all over your project. You know, you're, it's very clear who your people are. And yeah. <laughs> it's very clear that they all have this mindset and posture of generosity and service, um, you know, in, in all of their lives. Now, I know you don't want to go into too much detail, but you do have a little side hustle thing in the wings. And I think it sounds really, really exciting. Um, and so I want to speak to two things here. One is I want you to, to share what you're willing to share about this new project, but you work for a, somebody else's business. Mm -hmm. You do an amazing job there. You are incredibly creative and productive in that capacity and you have something else going on, which is something that I'm always encouraging people to do, especially if they don't like what they do. And clearly you do love what you do, but um, it is always a great idea to have some, something on the side that you're developing, whether that's because it's something that you just have a deep abiding love and interest in, or if it's something that you have a real passion for. So tell us about your, your side hustle. So yes. Okay. So I'm going to try to hit all your points in one answer, and this is going to be a challenge, but I can do it. I think. So um, to your point of working for someone else, I've never felt like I had a particular drive. I'm very happy to just sit back and observe and watch and participate. I'm not the super entrepreneur that some of my colleagues are. Um, I, I applaud that. I think it's amazing, but I'm like, I just kind of want a paycheck. I don't necessarily want to like start from the ground anywhere. And I've always been fine doing that because I feel like I'm, I'm good in support roles. So um, in, in my resume, this is a whole other topic. I think Elizabeth touched on it last, last time when she was on. A military spouse resumes are hilarious. Um, they don't make any sense, uh, but in, in, you know, respect to embracing the positive, it's super eclectic and we have really amazing skill sets. Um, so I've always been able to apply that to whatever I'm doing. And I am truly passionate about solving problems, which is exactly what we do at Millie. And that's why I've just been so happy to get on board with them and just push this train along as far as it'll go. Um, but it's funny kind of in the process of this. So this is the first military affiliated thing that I have done in our our military career. Um, I kind of like to call myself the resistant dependent because we're, we're labeled dependents uh, in the system because, uh, you know, we, we are a number. We're, <laughs> we're also, anyway, well, I, we don't have enough time to get into that, but um, we're called <laughs> dependents. And I was just like, not really having any part of that. Like, I'm fine to classify myself that at, you know, the medical center or whatever, but I've never been one to be super involved within the military system. And there are systems in place that are amazing. It just wasn't for me, I think. And, and I kind of bucked it. And that was to my detriment, honestly. I'm like, oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. I don't need, I don't need this. Um, about 10 years in, you know, I started to realize like, I actually do need that. I do need this. I need this community because we didn't move for the first, I don't know, seven years. And then all of a sudden we moved like four times. And I lost all of my like roots and my grounding and we moved away from family and it was really hard. I had no idea like the profound, like psychological impact that it would have and did have on me. Um, and then I started to actually realize like, okay, these, 
these connections that we have that are formed um, really quickly, which is funny because as compared to like maybe normal relationships, I had a friend in California once tell me like, you guys make friends really fast and then you make like deep friends. Like, yeah, we do because we don't have time to play around. I have 18 months while I'm here. And I gave her like a crash course on like speed dating, you know, like, are we going to be okay? Are we going to jive? Yeah, we're good. I'm going to, I like you. We're going to be friends and you're going to be my best friend and my emergency contact, even though I don't know your last name for my kids at their school. Like just like that, it happens. Um, it's, it's a skill. It's a, it's also a hardship, you know, cause then we have to release those relationships just as quickly and then try to figure out how to forge new ones at the next place. And I had, I heard a speaker once talk about Maslow and I've always loved Maslow. I was, you know, like high school psychology, whatever, like it made perfect sense to me, everything he said. But when she got to talking about that in relation to military spouse life and military service member life too, but you know, the hierarchy at the very bottom is, you know, some very real tangible needs like housing and food and shelter. When you rip that rung out repetitively stuff like community and, and creative outlets like hobbies, they're not even on your radar because you're trying to like reassert your life, like reestablish your life every 18 months to three years. Like that is incredibly hard. So um, when I started kind of like just living there, like I couldn't let go of it. I'm like, this is, this is something that we have to fix. Like we have to We have to figure out how to make this easier, study people that do it well and that do these like relationship transitions, this flux, the people that do it well, what can they teach others? How can they share what they know? Um, What other lenses could we view this through uh, to be able to better understand why it's hard? Because, okay, so I had a particularly hard move and not a great duty station that I thought I would thrive at. And I was, I, I, it was bad for me, just personally, I I did not do well in this place. And it, it shook me because I'm like, I'm better than this. This shouldn't be this hard. I know how to make friends. I know how to, you know, do the, uh, do all these things in this transition, but it was hard for me. And it, to me, it was like, Oh, there's something wrong with me now. Cause I can't, I should be, I should have not had this hard of a time, but there were so many other things at play that now I can look back and say, Oh yeah, this was out of kilter. This was off. This need was wasn't fulfilled. So all that to say, I want to be able to give people, military spouses, the permission to explore that. Because like you said, soldier on, it's a very real mentality. We don't, we try not to complain, right? We don't, we actually, it makes us uncomfortable when it's thank you for your service. Cause we, we know that we aren't serving, right? Like in the traditional sense. So sometimes it makes us a little uncomfortable, like, oh, I'm just as, you know, but that's not fair. Right. So we want to provide the space for people to kind of explore that um, on their own and provide tools to be able to do that. So a good friend of mine, Claire Wood, and I are um, introducing a project and it's still in the works. So I'm not going to give out names or domains or anything yet, but I'll drop them in the comments. I'll come back when we're done. Um, But we are going to try to bring this personality typology system to the military spouse world. Um, it's starting to kind of come back in vogue. It's just actually like an ancient system, <laughs> um, with like super old roots. I mean, it goes, it goes way, way back, like hundreds and hundreds of years, but, um, it's called the Enneagram and it actually explores personality 
sort of like Myers-Briggs and things like that. I'm not telling you, you don't anything you don't know, but um, for your listeners, maybe who aren't familiar, um, it, it explores your personality through these, like um, these nine different lenses. So you attribute, or you, most people more heavily identify with one of these nine numbers and they're arrayed on this diagram that has all sorts of meaning. Um, But it basically boils down to like, it's not necessarily explaining your behaviors. Um, You know, I am self-reliant. I am independent. I am quiet at parties. It's the why behind all of that. Why are you self-reliant? What message did you hear in childhood that maybe told you you don't need to rely on others? Right. Or why does, you know, this thing make you uncomfortable? It's not because maybe it's not because you're like extroverted. Maybe it's because um, to you, you're hearing a different message than that other person who, by the way, has a completely different lens that you do um, is saying back to you. So there's like communication issues there and and just interpretation. So we want to be able to kind of open that up um, and learn along with our our community because we are not um, by any means, you know, professionals or certified or whatever, like we're going to try to just bring people along and walk with people through their own, it sounds cliche, but their journey of discovery, um, you know, their path, whatever it is. Um, yeah. And we want to just help people tap into all of this in themselves so that they can tackle these crazy challenges that we face in life, um, with some clarity. I love it. I yeah. think it's, it sounds like an awesome project. And so we're nearing the end of our time and I want to pull on this one or circle back to something that you said at the very beginning of, of your, what you were just saying. Um, but before I do, Kelly has some really fantastic stories on medium. One of them, I remember being on uh, being independent. And then you had some knucklehead that says, thank you for your service all the time that guest posted at, at some point for one of your publications as well. Um, you talked about attachment and I want to circle back to this because Seth and I talked about it in the last broadcast. Um, it, and it, I've been thinking about it ever since uh, that discussion. You talked about how quickly you must in the moment, in the present, attach yourself to other people um, because there are things that need to get done and they yeah. need other people to get done and you military spouse